Are you frustrated with your government contracting journey? Do you feel like there's something missing in your business, but you just can't put your finger on it? Are you finding enough opportunities? Are you struggling to win the few opportunities you do find? Do you have a plan of attack or a strategy? Would you like someone to review your current approach? Maybe it's time to consider getting a coach. Our team of coaches have helped our clients win over $13.6 billion in government contracts. We've figured out how to help companies accelerate in the market. If you want to find out if coaching is for you, go to federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today and fill out a coaching application. I will personally respond to your application and schedule a time for us to talk about your business. There's no cost for this session and there's no obligation to join a coaching program. What I can guarantee you out of this session is that I will review your top challenges and give you detailed advice. If coaching makes sense for you, I'll walk through your options. Visit federal-access.com forward slash govcon coaching today to get started. Now let's get into this episode of Game Changers. Welcome to Game Changers for government contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey everybody, Mike Lejeune here with Game Changers for Government Contractors, and I've got my good friend Eric Doc right here. Eric, I know a lot of people know who you are, but for those that are just tuning in, why don't you give them a quick overview of, of who you are and what you do? Right on, Mike. Hey, man. First of all, dude, thanks for having me. It's always a hoot when you and I get to chat, especially when we do it on uh, the Game Changers podcast. So just really dig it. Thanks for that. Um, so Navy vet, way back in the day, transitioned out. It was a really rough transition. Uh, that would plant the seeds for what I would later grow up and do. I would work at university for a little while teaching business. I would work for the DOD for a little while doing civil service. And then I would start several organizations, one of which is Vets to PM. And we basically reduce the stress around a veteran's transition from military military to civilian occupation by providing them career guidance, tools, tips, techniques, Amazon number one best-selling books, etc., cetera, uh, to help them do just that. To date, dude, we've helped over 4,000 veterans land meaningful lucrative careers in corporate America. They're all making about 85000 a year or more. So anyway, that's, that's what awesome, I mean. man. You know, when, when I got out, it was kind of a weird time i got out probably after you did you know i got out in uh 99 so i don't know if that was before or after 94 yep and i got out and back then it was you know you were on dial-up internet trying to find a way to digitally fax your resume around to different places i don't even know how people got some of my resumes you know and then you get the first job and your first job sucks <laughs> and then and then you look for another job i know that's a different topic but you know, it's so good to hear somebody out in the market helping veterans overcome that hurdle. And that is a, it's a huge challenge for a lot of folks. And I do think it leads into our topic today, talking about skill bridge, because I had never heard of this until just a couple of years ago. And I think we were riding around in your truck and, uh, and you were telling me, Hey, here's kind of how the skill bridge program works a little bit. And I was still a little like, how does, how does this work? How, you know, how to, you know, transitioning military find out about this? How does it help them? How does it help the business owners? that sort of thing. So I thought, hey, let's just do a podcast and we can educate the market a little bit more on how SkillBridge works. Because once I started to dig in, I'm like, man, this is an 
awesome opportunity for a lot of folks. So why don't you take over and tell us the basics of SkillBridge, how it works, and how folks that are transitioning get a part of it and that sort of stuff. Well, you bet, Mike. And by the way, brother, it's a great topic to fit with game changers because for military transition, it is a game changer. I mean, when I got out in 1994, you know, hey, network, use LinkedIn. Man, there wasn't even LinkedIn because there wasn't even internet because Al Gore hadn't invented it yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were still doing that stuff. So, and and I'm joking. So, you know, you, you mentioned your own transition experience. So before I jump into SkillBridge, because this will be a great kind of contrast. So, you know, you go to militarytransition.org. My buddy, Brian Nicewander, uh, Air Force vet runs it. They've served over, uh, surveyed over 2000 post 9-11 vets right now uh, and growing. It's an ongoing survey. And they struggle with job alignment and they struggle with translating military to civilian skills. 78, 96% of them. I mean, go look at the stats. It's amazing. It's stunning. But, you know, people say, well, use this benefit, use that benefit. Look at this career. Look at that career. Okay. So wait a minute, dude, especially if I've done more than one or two hitches, I may not even know what a career opportunity is or what exists. I don't even know the words to keyword search to find my next opportunity. Right. Infantry guy, combat arms. I mean, that's the stuff I'm going to type in, dude. And you know what I'm going to get? I'm going to get all these MOS translators and I'm going to go be a security guard, a cop or an EMT, probably. Right. Right. Or a high school teacher. Right. Because there's programs that, that, you know, exist for that stuff. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying, no wonder many of us when surveyed say, yeah, my first job out of uniform kind of sucked. I was underemployed. You know, I was underpaid. Like, and you know, I, I felt like I was mailing it in because we can't use the keywords to find the opportunities. Right. So, um, but that's a whole nother thing. That's why we got a free workbook, dude. I got a free workbook over at vets forward slash less stress, bro. And it walks you through the four steps on how to identify career opportunities that are meaningful and lucrative. You're already qualified. How do we know because we've helped over 4,000 people land jobs like that. Um, so it's very tight shot group. Here's what we offer. Here's why we offer it. Here's why you should consider it's a free workbook, man. Three hours of your life over your favorite adult beverage. You'll have some clarity around what your next you know path looks like. Okay. With all that said, now why skill bridge? Eric and Mike talk about a, a bad transition. Let's talk about a good transition. So DOD skill bridge, Department of Defense started this program called skill bridge. And basically what it does is it helps military vets actually bridge that skills gap. 96% of us say, hey, I struggle with my military to civilian skills translation. In fact, that's why I wrote a book to deal with that, but I'll talk about that in a minute. So what we actually do, we are a SkillBridge provider. We are grandfathered in. So SkillBridge basically is this. I'm a company. I accept what DOD calls interns, which was a bad word. When corporate America hears interns, they think college kid and they think, no, we only take interns during the summer. So they've already precluded a lot of opportunities for veterans because they're not college kids or they're older college kids, right? Yeah. Okay. So you basically the veteran, the transition service member comes to the host company and works for the host company three, six months. Uncle Sugar's still paying their dime. They're paying their active duty benefits, housing, all that stuff. The employer gets free talent, right? DOD transitions service members at a higher percent success rate. The programmatic outcomes are 85% graduation rate, 95% placement, 100% interview, et cetera. There's some programmatic evaluation metrics they use. But the point is, is if I can get you some OJT, then you've got a better chance of of landing a civilian gig when you get out of uniform. And I spend less on DOD unemployment, right? $13 million a year, whatever they spend, it's insane, okay? And oh, by the way, we're not talking about, you know, not everybody's first hitch, right? So lots of knowledge, lots of skills, lots of abilities, and I'm getting an entry-level job somewhere making 50,000. There's no need for that. So that's what SkillBridge does. It actually bridges that gap to get you into entry-level type stuff with the salary that you can live on doing some meaningful work until 
you know, you figure out what you want to do when you grow up. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And and as one of the the host companies, basically, these people don't work for you. You help them find work and are are partnered up with other companies, right? Yeah, we got a really cool wrinkle. So we're what they call grandfathered in. So the veteran reports to us. That's the PM.com forward slash Skillbridge. They report to us administratively. We report their progress to DOD, but they can go wherever they want, brother. They can do it one in Iowa. Uh, I've got a guy right now in Virginia doing one. I've got another guy in Georgia doing a remote one, right? They just report to the host and we work with the host. We actually orient them to the way Vets the PM does Skillbridge. So you'll hear a lot of companies say, oh yeah, we do Skillbridge too. And that's great. They do. They host interns. Very specific though. We've built a program so that you can get a gig in HR. So all of your leaders, your platoon sergeants, your platoon leaders, your first shirts, your top sergeants, all those guys and gals. We do one in cybersecurity management. We do one in project and program management, and we do one in general management. So for example, I've got a, a 24 plus year career uh, master sergeant, uh, senior master sergeant right now, Air Force, working in our management program at Vets to PM remotely and she's helping us stand up programs and come up with metrics she's doing management these stuff and she's killing it so what is going to happen is at the end of that 90 days 120 days she's literally got projects and programs she can point to mike hey here's this thing those are my fingerprints and while they're getting the ojt during the day at the host site we also train them in certifications like the aphr like the pmp like the things that the civilian hiring manager is going to need to see to say hey not only do i see and hear civilian experience and i see a portfolio full of three six nine months but somebody certified that experience is valid, i.e. an independent third party. I mean, dude, it's just the, the program's going nuts. We aren't even advertising. We're getting 60 plus guys and gals, veterans a month. We're getting three to four host companies a month coming to us and saying, we're getting companies that say, I know we have a skill bridge program. And I'm like, I know, but you don't have one like ours. We send them our first resident. We do all the paperwork. We get them the tax credit. Like it's literally the easy button, bro. It's like water flowing down a hill here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they don't have to pay somebody internal to their company to run the program. Like, dude, just sit back and have the good proof pudding stuff and let us do the work. How's that? They love it, man. Yeah. And that's pretty cool because I know Jenny Clark has run some or that's right. Ran somebody through that. Uh, Jen Volbrecht just did one as well or a couple of them. And there's other people that I know that were looking for talent. And that's it's really interesting to me because one of the biggest challenges of small business is finding talent. And finding talent either with credentials or on a path to getting them or even the experience, like you said, just the the project experience of running and creating projects, programs, all that kind of stuff. And so a lot of these people come to me and say, hey, I need some help with this. I always send them to you. You know, you can set them up with an intern if that's the dirty word we want to use, right? Uh, what, what was the word, the other word you used? We here? call them residents, residents because they are getting OJT and certification yeah, training. I, I, I like that. I like calling... I call, I like calling them residents. That's a, that's a good word there. And for those that don't know, on-the-job training, the OJT there. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you and I are a little bit older, so we know what that one means, right? That was used a lot when we were uh, you know, getting our first jobs. But uh, yeah, they're, they're getting their on-the-job training. They're becoming a resident in a company. So if you're listening to this and you need a project manager or an HR person or a whatever doc can actually hook you up likely with somebody who's transitioning out of the military as part of this. And so talk to me a little bit about if I'm one of these companies that I'm receiving one of these residents, what does the cost look like to me, the time commitment, that sort of stuff to bring in one of these residents in Skillbridge? So there is no cost to the veteran and 
the cost to the company is, so you can't make money on the program. Okay, that's one of the rules. The cost to the company, though, if you do it the vets, the PM way is simple. We like to take a penny, leave a penny concept. Almost everybody in the working world has taken a penny or left a penny at a 7-Eleven or another convenience shop somewhere, right. you know, running on the way to work, grab a cup of coffee or a bagel or whatever. So literally what we're doing is we train thousands of guys and gals a year. We get them OJT. We get them the certification experience. We package them up, man. Mike, we do a resume for them. We give them an interview skills workshop. We give them a LinkedIn profile creation and usage. I mean, literally we make them interview ready. And that means if you don't want them, Mike, so let's say I intern with you for 90 days, you decide you want another vet, right? I was a good guy that's culturally maybe not quite a fit, or I didn't yep. want to work there because culturally not a fit, whatever. You can just go through our database and, and interview as many other skill bridge candidates as you want, right? Because we train them all the same way. When we say, hey, this is an HR person, or hey, this is a project manager, or hey, this is a general manager, that's what you're interviewing, right? We vetted them, literally vetted them, right? So for you, it's the cost of training. So now if you're hiring a cyber guy or gal, there's more training, it's higher speed than if you're hiring a general manager, so there's less cost. So really what the company is doing is, you know, because companies don't like to pay for talent. They've got monster.com for tens of thousands of dollars a year. They've got HR people internally doing it. They don't like to pay for talent. They want their people to find talent. They don't like to, they say, Hey, I support veterans, but a lot of times, man, that's hard to implement. Hey, right. we're vet friendly. Okay. That's about where it stops. Cause what does that even mean? Right? So with this program, everybody gets take a penny, leave a penny. Hey, if you're going to hire the guy or gal that you test drove and you really like them, which decreases your hiring risk, decreases cost, because the hire stays longer and acclimates and gets more productive faster. And oh, by the way, all of our guys and gals present with their Department of Labor tax credit letter from Craig Washburn over at Veterans Tax Credits. So they're fully ready to go day one, right? But I've got to go train the next one now to replace the one you just took out of my inventory. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. So it's literally as fundamentally economically uh, uh, as, as, as economically fundamental as we can get it. If you're going to hire one, I got to train the next one to intern. So just cover their cost of training. It's your employee, right? Right. Companies, man, they love that model, right? Yeah, no, that that's a really simple model. And so you're talking the cost of training sometimes is 1300 bucks, 2,500 bucks, something along yeah. those lines, which yeah. if you are using monster.com or any of those kind of things, you are paying probably more than that over the course of the year to really, in my opinion, kind of just be fishing around in the dark <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, the like, database. Yeah, like throwing, see, throwing bait into it, a database. Yeah, dude. you know, it's what it is. So I like the, the concept here of I've got somebody that has been proven with my company. We, we've clearly gelled if I'm going to make a, a hiring decision on it. And now I can say, okay, it's worth the X number of dollars to go ahead and contribute to train the next person. Since like you said, I'm taking this person out of the inventory. Uh, that's a good way you said that there. So super low cost. You get to test drive them for a minimum of 90 days. Is that how it is? That's right. Yep. yep. So a minimum of 90 days. I know, I think Jenny did something similar to that and the vet's still getting paid by whatever branch they're in. So army, air force, whatever, they're still getting paid by that. So they're getting a paycheck. You're getting an employee and talent. And if, if you were just going to spend 90 days of salary, it would be way more than paying for their certifications. So, uh, you know, and I, and I know this sounds a little bit like a, a promo for the program because it is, I, I think it's a wonderful program to be able to put qualified talent in a chair in your business to fill a role. And again, after you've test driven them, that is unheard of in, in my mind. Nobody gives you a car and says, Hey, if you like it after 90 days, then you can go ahead. 
and start making payments. Like it doesn't really work that way in the real world. So that that that's pretty awesome. What what else do people need to know about the program if they want to get involved or whatever? You, you give the URL a couple of times. But is there are there any other things details about SkillBridge that you so, want I mean, people they, to know? You know, one of the things that can help is they can be a SkillBridge host. So they can go to DOD SkillBridge site and and become a host. With us, we can help them with all that paperwork. I mean, again, not to plug us, but to say we're veterans who have been hiring managers. And once SkillBridge came on the scene, we realized what this could be, not just what it looks like black and white on paper. And I'm not saying there's not other great SkillBridge providers out there. There are. But we built a program where from the host site, all I got to do is press a button, go to vetspm.com forward slash SkillBridge, talk to the program manager, and you're in. You one-on-one customer service, right? And our people do all the admin. Yours don't have to do any admin. What you're signing on for is, hey, I'm actually going to OJT him. I'm going to assign him a mentor that teaches them project management or cybersecurity management or HR or general management or whatever. That's what you're signing on for. And oh, by the way, we have resources to help you if you reach back and say, hey, do you guys, can you show me an orientation video? Cool. Press play. Like it's already all there, right? And then we report to DOD. uh, So we make it easy from the employer side. We make it easy from the vet side. We've got a vetting process. The vets start, you know, one to three to six months out. So we vet who might like to go where with what opportunities, um, since we know the vets and know the companies. Uh, and we do custom stuff too. We had a vet come to us and say, hey, I'm a 24-year retiring Navy nurse. I want to do this thing. And we're like, well, we don't have a relationship with that thing. She brings the company to us and says, okay, I want to do this. The company says, okay, I want to do this. We set up all the paperwork. They're doing it. And mm. she's crushing it. So she's it's not, crushing it. It's not limited to like project managers, HR, business. It, it's... You can do different things. You just have to do the paperwork, basically. That's right. And we stick with those things, Mike, because here's a couple of criteria that Vets to PM uses. Being vets, for vets, by vets, who knows what corporate America needs, right? I know what they need to look like, sound like, and act like, so they get hired as their civilian counterpart. So basically, you know, what corporate America is looking for is I want to take the scary out. I don't want knife hands. I don't want salty F-bombs. I need somebody that could put a suit and tie on. Those were pocket square is. I, you know, right. so we teach them all that basic stuff. They go in, they learn the language and the TTP, the tools, techniques, procedures of the job they're doing. The company gets to see them. The vet gets to acclimate. I mean, it's just it's a it's an ecosystem, if you will, of everybody kind of working on the same team yeah. and pulling in the same direction, right? The vet's less fearful, the company's less fearful, the company's getting a tax credit, they're getting a talent test drive, you know. And Vesta PM again does the administration. So, like, let's say, Mike, I send you somebody and you do six weeks, and you're like, hey, you know, we've still got six weeks left on this contract, but do you have anybody else that would like to work here too? We can swap them out, or mm-hmm. the vet can come to us and say, yeah, this project management thing's not working. HR management, I want to try. HR. Like, you know what I mean? As long as we can find a host that's okay with that, there's lots of flexibility. And what that does for the vet and or the company is it increases his chances that you're going to get somebody that you like. Somebody that not only can speak the language and do the work and has the certifications, but wants to be there at your company doing the work. And you and I both know, man, employees that like what they do and want to do what they do. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're paying them one salary, but you're getting three people's worth of productivity out of them, right? I mean, that's that's the hiring equation. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, it's 
as, again, as somebody who transitioned back in the day before there was all this technology, technology or no technology, what I have found is your world is typically only so big. And when you are trying to find a new job or do something, you're, you're really venturing out into completely new territory and doing it alone really is overwhelming regardless of your background or whatever. And so to have a situation here where, like you said, the easy button, it's just plug and play. You plug in, in the person, you you can find the, the host to, to get them uh, their residency, if you will, and get them all set up and squared away. It's To me, it's one of those things that I look back as a veteran and just say, I wish there was something like this that was working like that for me, because I know I, I went through the voluntary resume writing class or whatever, you know, where they, it's not voluntary, they make you do it, I believe. And you go through it and you're like, what did this get me? And I, I was more confused. I didn't know what to do. And I walked away. I think my first job out of the military was a job. I was working for some guy who had a computer support business out of his back bedroom. And I was making like eight, 10 bucks an hour, something along those lines. And I hated it. I'm like, I went through all this time in the military to come and get this stupid job for this guy in his back bedroom here. And that's what I did for three or four months till I finally got hired in the defense industry, which should have been a very natural transition for me. But there was there weren't any of these systems or things in play and there was no programs and stuff like that. And so I, I look at this and think, man, this is exciting to me to hear that veterans are getting a smooth transition. It's exciting to me as a small business owner seeing owners solve a people problem because it is such a huge problem and small business owners who it's themselves and maybe one other employee, they don't have the time, talent, resources to go out and scour and interview and test drive and they don't know a lot about, you know, program management, project management, any of this kind of stuff. They don't know the details to even what to look for, how to train the people, how to certify them, any of that kind of stuff. So to have a resource that they can get it done and get it done at, at such a regional, reasonable cost to me is is really awesome as a business owner. And so before we get out of here, I know you just repackaged one of your books and I want you to talk about that one real quick for folks and tell them a little bit about it. So there's a couple of things I believe philosophically that happened during the transition. One is I don't care what you're going to do when you get out of the service. I don't care what career you seek. I don't care whether you go into the trades. I don't care what you do. Organizations on the other side of that transition bang, organize and manage themselves. So somebody around there needs to be the manager. Now in the military, you'd call them a leader. In the civilian workforce, they don't have leaders. Leader means executive. It means the half a dozen folks at the top of the company. So when you walk in and say, hey, I'm going to be your next leader. What they just heard is, okay, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to come in here and CEO this place. You've got zero industry experience. Their next question is, let's check it out. Do you know what OJT means? <laughs> right? We were mm -hmm. talking about that there. Yeah. Or here's their favorite one, Mike. So you're going to run in and come in here and run the company, right? Uh, how are you going to use the PL to know whether you're doing any good or not? Dude, if you don't know what a PL is and you don't know why it matters in that context, i.e., it's the scoreboard, it's the document we use to determine whether we're doing any good or not as a company. I mean, I ask veteran business owners all the time, hey, what do you do? Are you any good at it? Do you make any money? Well, I just asked you about what do you sell? I asked you about your revenue and I asked you, do you turn any of that revenue into profit by expense control? Those three 50,000 foot questions, I can determine whether you're doing a business or a hobby, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you coach businesses all the time. So when you walk in and say, I'm going to be your leader, they think exec. And then when they ask you about a PL, you have no idea what they just said. That's a profit and loss statement, by the way. It's in the book. Number one best-selling Amazon book. This is the language of management. I wrote it like a field manual, eighth grade or less. 
as far as reading ease, right? And it literally is, people have said, Amazon reviewers have said, hey man, this thing's an MBA in my pocket. People have said, hey man, this thing takes the stress out of learning the new language of the civilian workforce. Right. It's management. And for those that can't see the book, because this is the, the audio podcast, the, the name of the book is? How to Speak Civilian Fluently. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. What, what an easy concept, and yet nobody's written this transition book before before you and so that book is the one that sells for for uh, $49 on Amazon is that correct yep but because i believe that somebody that a veteran going into any career field if i say hey mike i believe to my soul brother that you got to know how to speak business you got to know how to speak the language of business which is management if that's what i really believe put my money where my mouth is so any veteran that every one of our dod skillbridge folks gets this book what's key is is one of the concepts i talk about the book is called provable fluency. So I get fluent in management. I get fluent in HR. I get fluent in project management. I get fluent in cybersecurity. Well, how do I prove that? You hear me talking like one of those. Cool. If you get a certification in that career field from an independent third body in the mind of the hiring manager, that's less risk. Okay. So Mike says he's HR guy. He's got a HR cert from an HR independent third party body. Dude must be an HR guy. Let's interview him for an HR guy. So what I've done now is I've made a digital copy of the book autographed free to veterans. You want to, you're going into, you're not retiring, retiring. Like you're literally not going to yeah. go fish for a living. You're going to go work in the civilian workforce. All you got to do is go to vets2pm.com forward slash CM. Thank you. Read the book, learn the language of management, certify in your certified manager credential from the Institute of Certified Professional Managers, and you have provable, uh, provable fluency and you've validated or certified all of your military operational experience. Easy peasy, man. And most people are doing it on their first try uh, and they're doing it within two or three weeks. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And so that... Uh uh, which certification is that that it preps them for again? Yeah, the Certified Manager Certification from the Institute of Certified Professional Managers. It's internationally recognized. Okay. Canada, Europe, Australia. So this book, this $49 book on Amazon, you can go get a free copy on Doc's website, just like digital you Digital copy. Yep. You can go get a free digital copy on the website, and it will prepare you for that certification. Good stuff. And any man. career field you go into, you know what OJT means. You know what P&L means. You know what revenue is. Like, you know the basic X's and O's of the of what they're talking about around you in the civdiv, the civilian yeah. workforce. And for those that are probably driving or running or walking or whatever while you're listening to the podcast today, I will have that link in the description so you can go grab that and go get your free copy of Speak Civilian Fluently so you can prep yourself on how to go and get that certification. And more importantly, just prep yourself on all the ins and outs uh, of speaking correctly in this market because I do think if you come into the market and you you don't speak the language, it's very hard to navigate it. And so I think this is really step one into transitioning is learning how to speak the language. It's not that hard, but uh, there aren't any other guidebooks besides yours that I know of. So this is a great way to make your transition much smoother. And hey, guess what? If you are you know, a candidate for the SkillBridge program. We've talked to you a little bit about that. This is probably the first step they need to do anyway. So go get your free copy of the book and then you're prepped for SkillBridge. 
and then reach out to Doc and his team at vets2pm.com forward slash skill bridge if you want to jump into that. And so, yeah, I, I know this may feel a little bit like a, a, a little promo or an infomercial back in the day for skill bridge because I do, I think it's one of the most amazing programs for veterans. It doesn't cost them anything out of their pocket. They need to know about it. And the last thing I'm going to plug, you mentioned it a couple of times here, is whether you're a veteran or whether you're the hiring company, those transitioning veterans bring a tax credit with them to the new company. There's, we did a whole episode with Craig Washburn about the veteran tax credit. So go listen to that episode if you want to learn more about that. We won't go into detail here. But Doc, thanks for coming on today, talking about this, educating us on the whole thing. Like I said, I, I just keep gushing about the program because I think it's really, really good. And uh, thank you for doing it. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome, Mike. I appreciate you having me on, brother. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.